welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. What a great episode. We have Jackie Marpa, a stand-up comedian based out of Michigan. Uh, Jackie is fucking awesome and super funny and really just had such a fun time in this episode. We got connected through uh, Peter V, who's a past guest on this show. He has an incredible two podcasts, Hydrate Level 4 and Original Remake. I, uh, I have talked about this on the show in length and various episodes of I want to have more of a diverse group of people on the show, especially gender. And most of the guests I've had on have been dudes. So one day I did like a throwaway tweet, not really expecting anything out of it, but really hoping of just like anyone out there know any female comedians slash guests who are looking to get on a podcast, let me know. So it actually worked out where uh, Jackie Marpa and I got connected and another guest who will be up in a few weeks. But anyway, Peter put us in contact because she has been on Peter's show. And uh, I watched her YouTube video, uh, video on YouTube, and she's fucking funny as all hell. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So big thank you for Peter for making that happen. Big thank you for Jackie for coming on. So Jackie's got a cool story. I mean, she did not grow up in the States, and we talked about how we both kind of found comedy podcasts and how they was, have affected us. Uh, I mean, it made me want to start a podcast. It made her become a performer. And it's fucking awesome. And it turned out that me and Jackie liked a lot of the same comedians and so much fun. You can follow uh, Jackie online on the Twitter at Jackie Marpa, Vine, Instagram, Jackie Marpa, and Peter, Hydrate Level 4. Follow Hydrate Level 4 podcast because he connected us. Uh, Peter's the fucking man. And I'm just, I love this podcast community. It's so great. One thing I've wanted to do with the show is have comedians at all different levels. And Jackie is like in the open mic phase of her comedy career. So it's cool having people at all different levels, and it's just fun to talk about comedy, and I, I just got such a kick out of this episode of like hearing like the thrill of an open mic and not people talking about, oh, my open mic days. She's like, yeah, my open mic days are like happening right now. This open mic was like a week ago. Really cool stuff. Anyway, just uh, do us a quick favor. If you're interested, it's really helpful. It's really helpful if you could uh, leave a review on iTunes. Very helpful. Uh, so thank you for, if you do. Also, check out the show on the Misfits Network, themisfitsnetwork.com, the podcast network that we are on, uh, on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast, Facebook, and I have an email at, what's the email? Let's Chat Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you're interested in being a guest or have anyone when you want on the show. Let me know what you like. I don't know if I can handle you saying what you don't like, but anyway, uh, you know, let's just get to it. Thank you, Peter. Uh, he he kind of always makes fun of me because I can't say anyone's last name right. <laughs> Peter V of the Hydrate Level 4 podcast. He's Yeah, Peter's the man. Uh, yeah, he... Uh, he had me on his show. I, he's been on here. He's a fucking great dude. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that was like such one of those like pity tweets. I was like, oh, whatever. No one's going to respond to this. And then it ended up uh, working out where I ended up getting a couple guests out of it. So I was, I was just stoked because nice. like, I was like looking through my guest list one day and I was like, wow, there's a lot of white dudes on here. That was yeah. not my <laughs> intention because like, I don't, and it wasn't like a conscious thing. So I was, it's been something I've mm -hmm. been trying to work on. Um just, I don't well, know. and and also the like the industry, it wasn't that like it was only recently when there was like 
I guess, like, kind of a boom of women trying stand-up comedy now, too, so, you know, it's not, it's not like it's intentional, but it's just, I guess, like, um, that's the supply, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Uh, and I actually listened to you on the, uh, I was listening to the podcast, you were, uh, just a thought this, uh, this afternoon, I was listening to that one, too, like, because I like, well, I call it research, but if someone's been on a podcast, it's just kind of easy, if you hear their voice, then it's easier to talk to them. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. Like, I, I should have done my homework part, I guess. I should have listened to, like, um, one of your episodes before recording just to get, just to get a feel of, like, what your show is like. It's literally just this. No, like, spoken like a, it's spoken like a true comedian. Like, comedians are (laughs) notoriously the hardest people to book. Uh, you were, ah. you were very easy to work with, but I've had, Oh yeah. I don't have anything going on. Cause <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, I'm not like a working comedian yet. I'm just like an open micer and then get asked to do, uh, showcases sometimes. So that's cool. Like I'm really interested <laughs> in that cause my interest in comedy is relatively new and I really owe a lot of it to like podcasts. Like, well, I've always loved comedy, like everyone, right? Like, I grew up... Yeah. Like, uh, but, like, in terms of, like, stand-up, I never really liked stand-up when I was younger for some reason. I just couldn't sit there and just watch it on TV, but I like it live. Mm-hmm. And then more recently, um, I've been going to more live comedy shows, and, like, I actually... I was, I was just a huge music geek growing up, like, and then... So I was, like, super into, like, the punk scene in Connecticut. was where I grew yeah. up. Yeah. And then now, now there seems to be, like, a wave of, like, crossover punkers to commute comedy um, yeah which yeah I fucking love <laughs> like i really like going to a good comedy show because like it's you know like you're not gonna get like there's no you're not gonna get hurt and mm-hmm. it's funny and you could sit down and like when you walk out like uh when you walk out and you feel good it just feels good if it's funny yeah and um yeah i like the idea of like going to um i find that uh, most of the comedians now that like i um, what you call it? Like most of my favorite comedians now are the ones that I like go to shows with and also the ones that I've seen live. Like I used to watch like the big name ones, like the ones you see on TV, but, um, going to local shows, you like discover new comedians who are actually funnier. And yeah, it's like, it's, it's great to like encourage people to go to their local comedy clubs or, just check out like, um, you know, showcases or alt shows in their area to watch their local comics and watch them before they start charging. That's how I'm. I, I uh, I'm. I hate the term alt comedians, but like, cause I hate comedy clubs because they're fucking. I just hate, <laughs> unless I know the comedian, I will. I won't go to like our club where we are because it's just a club that happens mm-hmm. to have comedy. Unless it's like someone good coming by, I'll go. But like, uh, we have a pretty good little i live in providence rhode island so there's a little it could be a much better scene than i'm aware of but uh there's a theater that reopened a couple years ago mm-hmm. and um pretty they have like a upstairs with like a 300 cap room and they've brought in like it's it's fucking great i mean i saw i got to see like kurt braunholer there i saw oh um, nice eugene merman uh kyle canane like they oh, nick thune tig Natar, like all the people that i love like uh-huh. come to this really like it's a nice theater too so mm-hmm. it's cool and then um so yeah I, I think 
Yeah, okay. like I think there's um there's like a shift now happening in the comedy scene where like instead of seeing comedy acts in comedy clubs, they actually start holding shows in alt rooms or I guess like any rooms that are not comedy clubs. Like most of them are like music venues, at least here in Michigan that I noticed. Yeah, same here. Like when I went to go see Doug Benson, it was at a music venue. Yeah, and nice. he just threw out a bunch of chairs, and uh, he he had Roy, Rory Scoville open up for him, and then I fell in love with uh, him. He was he, really well, funny. Yeah, he's really funny. Yeah, it um, was great. Yeah, it's like it's all I don't know. Like it's it's kind of worrisome though for like comedy clubs because then not a lot of people would be um, going there, and then you have these working comics who that's how they make their living, and now they're gonna have to like. Look for something else, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because there's a, a co-worker of mine one time. She's like, oh, I'm going to the Comedy Connection tonight. So I got excited. I was like, I found a friend. We're going to talk about comedy. I was like, who are you seeing? I don't know. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing That's wrong great. With, and I totally support that. But I'm like, I don't I don't really drink, so I don't want to go to hang out in a bar. Oh, okay. So, but uh, I, I have been um, – man, I, I got to see <laughs> – uh, but then it's also – it's great to see like uh, – like Aziz Hansari plays like casinos and theaters, like and then still does those tiny rooms. Like, yeah, I, I, I love that dude a lot. I've seen yeah, him a couple times. Yeah, he's one of them. He's one of my first favorites. Like when I, um, yeah, and he's also like one of the first comedians that I saw live. He went to Royal Oak Music Theater, and um, yeah, like my best friend and I went to go see uh, watch his. Um, I think. At the time, he he was working on his buried alive special. Oh, that was yeah, yeah that's that the was tour the hour I that I, Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I uh, I got to see Aziz Ansari and Louis C.K. within a month of each other. Oh, nice. And I I gotta say that I liked Aziz a lot more. And I love Louis C.K. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll never take anything away from that guy. He's brilliant, but mm-hmm. at least for my style was like Aziz was very storytelling, and I, I okay. felt like I was on a ride. And Louis was very funny, but it was just, I don't know. For the night I saw Aziz, it was just like, I felt like I hang, I hung on to every single, like, it, he started, and no one yelled out anything, and it was just like, it was a fucking incredible, it was a, like, I was just jealous. I was like, this guy <laughs> honed his craft, he's brilliant. And Louis was great, too, just, it was just a different style that I was like, it was great, I loved it, mm-hmm. but I just, Aziz spoke to me more. Yeah, I I don't know, like, I guess, like, for me, I'm the opposite, like, as much as I enjoyed, like, watching him live, um, I think around the same year, because he he went to Detroit, I think, May 2012, I think, and then towards the end of the year, um, Moshe Kasher went to one of um, the comedy clubs here in Michigan, Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids, and um, I enjoyed that more. It was, like, more of an intimate setting than, like, compared to, like, a theater one. Yeah, I, I love know. Mosa Kasher, too. Yeah, he's great. I was, I'm thinking this all through. It's, like, I kind of feel like it's everyone on At Midnight. I really like. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, like, I guess it really, it also depends on, like, the comedy club that you have, like, in your area. Like, there are some clubs they bring in, like, people that you never heard of and then you i guess um i don't know there are also comedy clubs who can afford to like bring in the ones who are or who've been featured on comedy central yeah yeah 
it, it's funny because the two podcasts I heard you on, they both asked you about Russell Peters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and um, yeah, I still haven't watched any of his yeah, stuff up to this I, uh, day. <laughs> I was kind of the same. I actually don't know much about him, but like, as all I know is he's like internationally one of the biggest comedians in the world, but then not that big in the United States. That's, huh. I saw yeah. him because I, I listened to him on like the Pete Holmes uh, You Made It Weird podcast, and I was like, okay. I was like, oh. I looked him up. I was like, this dude's playing the O2 in London. Oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And then it was funny because Peter was talking, like, um, he mentioned, like, Enrique Iglesias. Is that the right word name? Uh, no. Enrique Iglesias is the singer, singer, right? Yeah. Um, Julio um, Fluffy. Ga- uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I actually, I kind of be that person. Like, once, I don't know. I don't really listen to him. I don't listen to Jeff Dunham. I don't do any of the blue collar comedy. Uh, no, I haven't like seen any of their stuff too. I no. mean, I know people who enjoy their stuff, yeah. but I never bothered to it's check their like music. stuff out. Like it's like there's this the the top dog, like someone that's super popular that like everybody loves. I don't mm-hmm. know why I've always just been kind of turned. I don't know why I just won't I just won't follow it. But like if you can like give me a comedian. I see on TV once or here on a podcast and then you can follow them around for like years. Like give me, that's how I was with music too. It's like the same thing. Yeah. I, you mentioned that, um, through listening to like podcasts, that's how you got into like, um, I guess becoming a stand-up comedy fan more. Um, I was kind of the same way before I started, uh, before I actually went to my first open mic, like, the first I remember because I watch uh, I watch I uh, watch Attack of the Show on G4 when it was still on, and um, they used to they used to have Web Soup and Chris Hardwick hosted that, and I found out that they had that he has a website called Nerdist, and then I listened to his podcast, and then most of like stand up comedians based in LA are like the ones that I followed. And, and then it kind of got, like, into that rabbit hole of, like, looking up different comics because of, like, the guests that they have in different podcasts. So, like, did you, like, when you were listening to um those podcasts, I guess, like, did you find that, like, you like more of the comics who are based in L.A. or... Yeah, I, I'm yeah. totally, like, Team Nerdist. When you said, I was like, yes, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the funny thing about L.A. comics is none of most of them aren't actually from L.A., so you get that diversity. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like a lot of the L.A. people. I like some of the New York people. And then, I, you know, people from Arrowover, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. So you, you listened, like, we had the same experience, but you took it to actually perform where I just, yeah, what what is that? Like, that first off, that's fucking awesome. Because I watched your YouTube video, and I have a hard time watching someone's YouTube set and liking it, and I your set was really funny. <laughs> thanks thanks yeah it was uh that was back in march um the comedy club that i mentioned earlier dr grins uh they um they hold this annual competition called funniest person in grand rapids and that was the night that i um competed for that title so yeah oh, that's great yeah how long you been open micing um i've been doing it for about two years now Oh, wow, so you're really sticking with it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I've been, well, I started, like, two years ago, but it was, like, off and on. Like, I'd only go, I don't know, like, every, like, 
I've only gone like once every month and then had like a six month break and then went back again and then went missing again. And it wasn't until last year fall that I um, consistently went to Mike's. So I say that like I started two years ago, but um, I feel like with, I don't know, like really actually doing it, I didn't start doing that until last year fall. Have you ever heard that thing? I think it's a, a Jerry Seinfeld quote, but you are, for comedians, you, it's like the same as age. So as long as you've been doing comedy, that's how you are old a comedian. So like you would be a two-year-old comedian. So like, yeah. so in, in terms, so you're like a toddler in terms of comedy. And then someone like Jerry, who's been doing it for what, 30, 40 years, he's yeah. just a middle, which he actually is, like a middle-aged <laughs> man comic. And I was like, that's interesting because... A lot of people say it takes like seven years to find your voice, which I think is like mm-hmm. nuts. I um, yeah, and also like not only I was I'm just starting, but um, when I when I just started, um, I was basically like the youngest person until um, yeah. I think last year I met someone who's younger than me, so yeah, like wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're um. What I found interesting is you weren't um, so you you're born in the Philippines and you actually haven't lived in the U.S. that what, like six years maybe is that right? Yep, I've only been living here for six years. I was born and raised in the Philippines. So. That sounds awesome. Yeah, thanks. It's pretty dope. <laughs> but, but, um, but then, like, uh, how did you guys end up in Michigan? Um. Well, my mom. Well, my auntie. Like, I have aunties here, and then um, my mom saw, like, a like an opportunity to have, like, a better job here, and she just moved to where, like, she knows someone in. And my aunties, like, chose Michigan for, sh- for some reason, so, like, my mom just followed them. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really great. And yeah. So, like, were you uh, being influenced by, like, comedians in the philippines like is there a, a big uh cultural difference in terms of like when you're doing stand-up for uh, when you moved here um well like when i was still in the philippines uh i was already aware of, i was only aware of like three stand-up comedians um sarah silverman steve martin and dane cook they were like the three big names that i know of um i mostly followed sarah silverman i love her Yes, she's, yeah, she's an, yeah, she's an idol, but, um, yeah, like, but even, like, back then, like, comedy, like, I was a huge fan of comedy, but stand, it wasn't, like, oh, I'm trying to find my words here, um, like, I wasn't that much of an avid stand-up comedy watcher, I guess, until I got here in America, because, yeah, like, in the Philippines, it's more of, like, a variety style show, like comedy, yeah, as opposed to like stand up. Like stand up is not as rampant rampant there as it is here. So, yeah, um, isn't I think that's kind of uh, for like that's how it was here in like the '60s and '70s before comedy clubs. It would be like those variety shows and like uh, like the ones that they have in Vegas or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, a comedian usually is usually like a one liner at like a casino or a strip club <laughs> or. There's, like, one scene in Mad Men where they're out to dinner and there's a comedian and he's just doing, like, quick one-liners. It's really, like, uh, I, I don't know yeah. that era because obviously I wasn't alive. but uh, uh, Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, for comedy influences, like, I, 
I guess, like, they're more of, like, um, comedy troops, like, almost improv, like, SNL style in the Philippines. And they're, like, there are some comedic actors and, like, Im- like improvisers, I guess, like, in the Philippines that I also looked up to. But I'm not able to um, use their influence on, like, how I write my material, I guess, or how I go about um, performing like it's like I'm mostly influenced by American stand-up comedians, yeah, or the Western sta- um, yeah. style, I guess. Oh yeah, cause Steve Martin's Canadian. I, wait, no, is he? I take that back. <laughs> we can Google it later. Yeah, or I, edit I think, it out. <laughs> I'm thinking of Martin Short actually. I think. Ah, uh, yeah, they um they had a sh- like Martin Short and Steve Martin had a show here in Michigan a couple of months ago. It was sold out when I found out that they were coming oh, here. Is that the one where it's like a silly conversation with Steve Martin and Martin Short? It's yeah, like, like a tour. An, is it an actual yeah. stand-up show? It's not a stand-up show, per se. No, it was like a, like some, yeah. Yeah, it's just I like them. The, yeah, same here. And I, I looked at it, and then I was like, the price was like, uh, and then I, I waited too long and I didn't go. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I found out way too late. Yeah. It's like I had the money, but they were, like, sold out. <laughs> yeah. I My uncle, my Uncle Bob, who's, like, the man, uh, mm-hmm. was telling me that he got he saw Steve Martin in Hartford right before he got on SNL. I don't know what tour that was. And, the, like, the way he talks about seeing, like, Steve Martin in his, like, 20s is just, like, the way that, like, you would talk about meeting, like, Babe Ruth. Like, a sports person would talk about meeting Babe Ruth, and it's just... Uh, I love talking to him about it because he's like, Steve Martin, Chris, he had the bow and arrow and the banjo and everything. And I was like, <laughs> yep. fuck, man, imagine Steve Martin, because I, I, he, he's one of those guys, that probably by the time I knew of him, it was just from movies. And then like every comedian I loved has referenced him. So I've kind of went back and I was like, oh, my God, what a genius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, I think it was cheaper by the dozen. Like, that was, like, the first Steve Martin, like, not the best Steve Martin movie Nobody, to know yeah, him like, by, but, here. yeah, but, like, that, I think that was, like, the first um, movie that I saw that he was in, and then I just, like, looked him up on YouTube, and, um, and then I found, and then I found Comedy Isn't Pretty, I think that was his album. Oh, my God, I gotta double check it. <laughs> right, were your parents... Are like family members big comedy fans, or is it something you found independently? Um, they like they like they're fans, but they're not as um like I guess they're not as passionate as we are. I guess like they enjoy it. Like if yeah. it's yeah, they like watching Whose Line Is It Anyway, and oh, yeah, I mean actually my parents like watching At Midnight. They watch so. At Midnight. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's rad. <laughs> Yeah, my mom loves Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I I used to have this thing where I kind of love hate him, but now I like just love love him. I I mean I really I I know I don't know him. Isn't that weird? Because I've listened to hundreds upon hundreds of episodes of Nerdist at this point. Like I've had a lot of jobs uh, where I would travel a lot. Like mm-hmm. I had either an hour long commute or like at one point I just didn't know about that many podcasts, so I would listen to like the same Nerdist episodes like a couple times a week. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I started to like branch out and uh. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like I know him. <laughs> and that's, like, that's what's great about, like, podcasts. I think that's why I enjoyed listening to them. Um, 
like a couple of years ago, I had this temp job and my job was just to scan paper documents because they were making a switch from like paper documents to e-documents. Is this so, med- a medical place? Yeah. Yeah. I work in, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause the <laughs> 2014, the law changed. I was, yeah, yeah. I work mm-hmm. in that for a behavioral health company. So when you said that, I was like, yep, that means yep. all, all medical and, like, records had to be scanned. Yep. And that's like all day just scanning papers and um that's what I did like I listened to Nerdist and then through Nerdist I heard about who charted and uh the champs with Moshe Kasher and Neil Brennan and it used to be with DJ Dog Pound I think um but yeah like there's this episode that I like on who charted when they had Brent Weinbach like that's the one that I would always listen to over and over again he's yeah. just so funny to me yeah, there's a few episodes I'll listen to but there's one of uh, you ever listen to never not funny with Jimmy Pardo um I've heard like bits and pieces of it but I, like I like I've never like followed it <laughs> I guess there's an, uh, go back anyone listening and just find the episode where he has Conan O'Brien on mm-hmm. uh, probably a couple years ago. Uh, and my brother Aaron is also, we're both big podcast fan. We'll, we like that episode so much and it's odd. I don't even like subscribe to that one. It's not even when I listen to that often, but that episode I quote to this day, it's, it's Conan unleashed just being Conan on all cylinders. And I think like, I love Conan O'Brien. Like he's, <laughs> uh, um, so do you ever, li- do you ever listen to a 10 minute podcast? No, is that the Will Sasso one? Yeah, that one's great. I need to. Yeah. There's just because now um I my, the job I got I started a new job about seven months ago, and mm-hmm. it's a 15 minute commute, so I can, like a 15 minutes of like a WTF is like an intro, and I don't want to listen. Okay, to that. Right, <laughs> so, just Mark Marin like telling us about his day and yeah, <laughs> what he's angry about. He's the person I feel like I know the most, but sometimes get mad at. Like he's like yeah. the friend I don't like. Oh really? I don't, I, I, um, I mean I like him, but he feels like the friend. You know those friends you have that you complain about. I'm like, oh Mark, you're projecting again. But I <laughs> I, I generally love it. I mean I've listened to hundreds uh, hundreds of his episodes by now. Like I really really love his show. Yeah I um I tr- like when I heard about him, um, I tried listening to an episode of his. I thought like I it, like I find it hard like listening to it because he just seemed like too angry to me. He's got. But better. then. Yeah, but then um, I gave it a try again. I listened to the episode with Ryan Cranston in it, and I actually liked it. And so, like, I checked out, like, different episodes with, like, people he interviewed that I know of. And it's got – and then after that, like – and after listening to those episodes, it's gotten to a point where – I don't really care for the guest portion, like, him interviewing his guests. Like, I actually just listened to his intro and then – listen to the next episode yeah i go through like, phases absolutely <laughs> i know it's podcasting is so strange because it's really like a vacuum like you make it in a vacuum you listen mm-hmm. to it in a vacuum and then i don't know enough people <laughs> in my real life who listen to the same one so i've known to talk about it with yeah so, i hey, like here's this great episode of a show you don't care about <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah like a lot um a lot of comics here in lansing uh they they listen to a bunch of podcasts that um, I haven't even like bothered listening to just because of like that's when I when I started hanging out with them that's when I stopped working at that place and I don't really have like time to sit down and listen to an episode anymore so like um, 
so now like when it comes to podcast uh i haven't really been um all caught up and whatnot yeah it it really does depend on what part of how your life is going like when i would when i would walk to work it'd be great when i was driving an hour to work i could do like a i could do like a pete holmes episode a day and a joe rogan in the same day because mm-hmm. like three hours long but now I, my time to listen is way limited i i do find i listen to them when i do the dishes it's like okay. good background noise yeah so that's kind of when i listen but yeah do you I, ever find yourself like trying to like join in the conversation too and then you're like oh wait i'm listening to a podcast oh god i i'll i have guests on here like you like i listened to your episodes two episodes of you today so i know i don't know you like I, that's i'm lot i'm very logical but like it's almost like you want to continue a conversation you had with someone probably like a month ago that you're not aware of. Yeah, I do that all the time. Like if yeah. I'm going to talk to the person the same day, I want to be like, hey, so here's, here are my thoughts about this that you talked about with this person that episode went up probably like six months ago. And you're like, what? So I, I've had to learn how to do that to people because I've, I've done that a couple times. Oh, man. I like yeah. if you do that today, like I don't really care for it. I just needed to be like reminded what I said and yeah. then I'll jump right on it. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I never heard, the movie that you and Peter I uh, reviewed. I never heard of, but um, you guys talked about the guy who played Rufio, and I got yes. really excited. Yes, <laughs> I um, I've never heard of it too until um, he approached me on Twitter. He was like, "Um, can you record an episode with me for this movie? I've been wanting to review it, and I thought you'd be perfect to have as a guest." And I'm like, "Ah, give me time to watch the movie first. I've never even heard of the movie." <laughs> You know, would, would, uh, I he had me on a show as well, and for some reason, like we were trying to figure out a movie to do, and and it just ended up being the album in the Chipmunks movie, because and I ended up being the only <laughs> guest who's done an animated movie, and now looking back, I'm like, I don't know if that was a smart move. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he told me to tell you he says hi. By the way. Oh hi, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely he's super cool. Yeah, he's definitely listening because uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's cool because you kind of like I'm sure like. Uh, if it's the podcast community is like really nice. Like I've made a lot of like really cool friends from doing it. And like, mm-hmm. if I hear someone I like on a different podcast, I'll ask them on and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, like one of the guests I had on Peter had on and the next, it's just like this nice little thing. It's like, Oh, if you're trying to get on more podcasts, ask these people. So it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. That's, I do realize that that's how it worked. Like with the, cause the only knowledge I had with, when it comes to like podcasts were the ones that I listened, like the ones that I listened to were um, LA based, like the ones that you see in um, Comedy Central. Like those were the only um, podcasts that I've heard of. But then, yeah, when I got asked to do Just a Thought with Fred Porter and um, Jonathan, her, he, he did mention about how like, I guess the podcast community work and he explained it to me and Taylor and I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that that's how close knit you guys are. Yeah. It's very incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> it's the joke is I think everyone is just, it's, every download is just a different podcaster listening <laughs> to each other. And no one it's like, listens to it. It's like going to an open mic. You go to yeah. an open mic and then the crowd or the crowd is just, other open micers waiting to get on stage that that's such a perfect analogy (laughs) (laughs) i wonder like i'm pretty sure like that's what happened in um music open mics too right like it's just other bands waiting to get on stage too totally because i had a lot of friends in bands and like you'd go and do 
small DIY tours, and it's like you're playing for the merch guy and the other bands and like two people. I've been to those shows. And, <laughs> you uh, play for like the girlfriend of like the yeah. bar's owner or something like that. I've, I've been to those concerts either, and um, <laughs> once in a while there's a cool story where you get to see that band, and then like they're like it's like ten years later it's like Yellow Card or some shit. But then more often than not it's like. Sometimes it would be funny because one time I remember going to a venue in Hartford and it was a band that was on the radio. I had gotten free tickets somehow and they just – I don't even know the band's name. I just – it was mind-blowing. They were on a major label and there was not a single soul. It was I was in the bar talking to my friend who worked there and that was it. It was the only ones there. It was, oh, it was so awkward. <laughs> But, so what's the That's... comedy scene in Michigan like? I, I, I've never been to Michigan. And obviously, as you learned, I didn't know what time zone you were in. <laughs> For um, some reason, I thought you were an hour behind. But you're above Indiana? No? Oh, I'm awful at geography, too. Yeah, well, I'm not the right person to yeah. ask. I think we are above. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are. Who yeah. Because we go down to Indiana. Yeah. I don't know. You're on the lake. You're on a, there's a great lake. I should know. I've been living here for a while now. I well, should I've know. Here, but... I've been living here for like my whole life. I should, I should know. <laughs> <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> right. Well, I'm supposed to learn. I, I feel like I'm supposed to learn this stuff if I'm planning on becoming a U.S. citizen here because I'm just a green card holder. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this somehow could push you forth. Like, listen, guys, I've been on like five <laughs> podcasts. You got to keep me here. <laughs> right um, and I've done a lot of shows in like a bunch of states you guys should consider turning me into a citizen <laughs> have you traveled outside Michigan like to perform oh no no that was yeah. just See, me exaggerating <laughs> yeah. well you're which that's not a fair question for like if you if I asked that to a Rhode Island comedian it'd be like a no-brainer because I'm not even kidding <laughs> I am six minutes away from Massachusetts and like 35 minutes from Connecticut but like Michigan's huge. So like, for you to leave state is actually way different than it means for someone in the Northeast. Like, a New York comedian, like, I love state. Like, that doesn't mean fucking shit, because it's like, <laughs> it's 45 minutes and you're in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> they hate, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm on the road, and, like, the life on the road is difficult. Like, you travel 45, like, <laughs> an hour tops and hit different states. I you don't know. You Queens, all right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just realized, no, I've done an out-of-state show. It was only once. It's, it was in Indiana. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was only once because um, I don't really have the vehicle to drive myself out of state yet and um yeah it's all like just carpooling with other comics which is great because um like it's like that part is easy because the comedians in this scene are just like all friendly to each other and very supportive um as long as you have like respect for the art form i guess that's really sweet so it's Mm -hmm. just like a lot of people who just love comedy like it's not that cutthroat we're trying to make it just like Hi guys, I just love this. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, like you have, like you have a group of people who are definitely um, taking this thing seriously. Like they really want to make a career out of stand-up comedy, and I guess you also have the ones who are just dipping their toes in this to see if they like it. And some of them turns out like they're actually pretty great at it and then they stick with it and that's the thing that they're passionate about now um i know i'm one of them because 
I like I was convinced that I was going to like pursue a career in like Broadway or whatever. But um, I went to my first open mic and then did a couple shows later. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I I I get to do more work through stand up, and I enjoy this more than auditioning and getting turned down mm-hmm. or like being cast as a chorus member. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make a career out of comedian, being an, an actor as well, like that's why I love Hardwick always talks about it. Like it's the, the greatest for actors because it's like you can make your own work. Like if yes. you're an actor, it's just kind of you're waiting for someone to say yes to you. And comedian, like you could always just make. Yeah. It's all on you. Yeah, so yeah. you have to have a lot of self because like if you don't get up <laughs> on stage, that's. No one's forcing you to do that. that I give you guys a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like you could all like you could blame like not being able to be booked like in places or whatever, but it all comes down to like, are you go are you like going out there or like putting yourself out there more for people, I guess, to consider you to be on the show, or are you waiting for someone to land on your lap and some like. It does. I don't think it works that way to like just sit around and wait for someone to offer you to do a show. Yeah. Unless like you're a legend. Are already. you like, <laughs> putting on your own shows? Like, what's the open mic or like the small scene out like there? Yeah, we have um, we have a couple of comics like putting on our own open mic shows and showcases. Um, that this open mic that. I you, that I always go to is um, called Max Monday Comedy Night. It's a music venue, a, a dive bar. Um, but yeah, you have like like that type of style. Like it's not a show up go up thing. Like you request time ahead, like a month or like a couple. Yeah, like they do the booking monthly, so I have to like request time. Like at a like you have to request stage time at a specific window. And then hope to get in. Um, there are also, they just started um, in the Detroit scene. That's where they have the show up, go up thing. Um, but mostly the shows here, you have to like request to be on, to be put on. Um, but yeah, we have like, we have just like a bunch of comics like starting our own rooms. Like, like I said, there's Max Monday Comedy Night. There's a new one. Um, Crunchy's Comedy Night, um, ran by my friend Brandon Bonebreak. Um, then we also have like a group of comedians who, um, cause like there are individual comedians and then they're the ones who like form a group and they start a show and then they, um, like we have the Comedy Coven, they have their own monthly show that they do here in Lansing. Um, yeah, so it's basically just comics like starting their own rooms if they find that uh, they can't go to any. And I guess like that's you being proactive about getting on there and um, honing your craft. I guess it sounds so similar to like the DIY <laughs> punk scene. It's just like yeah, it's very yeah, it's very punk. Like we have like house shows. Like we like the oh, comedy man. coven. Yeah, like um, comedy coven started on like started. Um, with house shows first and and then we also had another one um the 825 albert that was a house show in college town so yeah that's really cool that's exactly what it was like in like you know, it starts in like basements and just like and then it grows and grows i um mm-hmm. do you know who you know do you know the comedian chris gethard yes uh, i love his show 
Oh, me too. <laughs> I, I do too. He was doing this thing where he would like he wanted. It didn't work out, but I signed up for it. Where he was going to perform in a bunch of houses within the tri-state area. And okay. I just I, I I was like, oh my god, how cool would that be? But he ended up for whatever reason they ended up not doing it at my house. But I like sent them an email and asked. I was like, I will totally give up my home for this. But, mm-hmm. but I, I actually I, I love his show. I actually didn't really watch it until it came to Fusion, and now I'm like, I really dig it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like I only I started watching it like only a couple months ago. My friend um, who I mentioned earlier, Brandon, he's uh, he's a huge fan of his. And he was like, you have to watch this show. And I watched it. And I'm like, this is I watched the episode where they stayed up all night. Oh, I gotta see that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube. It's yeah, yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny. They also had an episode with Will Ferrell in it. Oh, I, I saw the wedding one. Yes. That was really sweet. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> um, a real I think Splitsider did this web um and uh it was a little while back they did like the top ten you made it weird with Pete Holmes. Do you listen? I don't know if you listen to that podcast, but it's. Yeah, I listened to a couple episodes of his. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go the one with Chris Gethard. That's how I heard of him. Never knew who mm-hmm. he was. I was like, all right, I'll listen to this one. Go back and listen to the episode with Chris Gethard on "You Made It Weird" with Pete Holmes, and it will okay make you love Chris Gethard more than any one human being could love another uh, human being. He, yeah, I, I like him. I knew, like I knew of him because I I love the show Broad City. Like that's my favorite yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, one of my Broad favorite shows. Yeah, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I forgot who I was talking to. It's probably my wife, but we were just talking about the diversity right now, like on television. You know how it, it has never it never changes. But, like, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, we're, like, Comedy Central right now. Like, um, I think it's, like, Thursday night. It's, like, Broad City, then Workaholics, then it's going to be the night- Daily Show with Trevor Noah, the Nightly yeah. Show. Oh, Workaholics is gone. So I think it's, like, Broad City, Inside Amy Schumer, At Midnight, and but then, like, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, Tre- it'll be the yeah, Daily Show, Trevor Noah, and then the Nightly Show. I was, like, there's only one white dude in all those shows hosting. Like, that's that, – yeah. that's it's such a – I hate being like it's a great time for female comedians. It's refreshing. Comedians. Yeah, it, it's that's the right word. It's refreshing because <laughs> Amy Schumer is not a female comedian; she's a comedian. But yeah, I, I, who I, I but yeah, <laughs> back to Chris Gathard. Yeah, he's like uh, in that episode. Like you kind of hear him talk about like every. He was like a teacher at UCB, and every single person he knew became extremely more successful than he did and he doesn't hold it against anyone but like he was everyone's improv teacher to like the people who wrote like the heat and pitch perfect to like the girls from uh broad city and it yeah. was really interesting i love his character on broad city yeah, and that shows i wish that was like out when i was like 18 <laughs> that show, it's so fucking funny i it's... love those two yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. They took down, like, their episodes on Hulu Plus. I know, and I wasn't done <laughs> watching them all, because that's how I, I don't have cable. I do everything streaming, so, like, yeah. I wish Comedy oh, no, I've Central would get a fucking app. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen them, like, at least about five times already, like, seasons one and two. That's how great that show is. Oh, like, amazing. Yeah, it's that, like, that one I can watch over and over again, and... Um, John Mulaney's new in town. Oh yeah, I can always yeah. watch the thing and still laugh at like new things. <laughs> I always say that Broad City is like Girls if it was funny. <laughs> if Girls is <laughs> actually a comedy, I mean I love that show Girls. Don't get me wrong, 
But I, yeah. I've had this conversation here more than once, so I don't think it's actually a comedy because it's not funny. It's more of like, I don't know, like I've never really watched an episode of it, but they just like, they just come out, like come off whiny to me. Yeah. like the <laughs> jo- It's the joke is it's supposed to be satire on that type of person, but yeah. I, I guess it is, but it's also, uh, I like it. It's a great, it's a fine show, <laughs> but it's just, I yeah. but I don't give a shit about Emmys, but like, uh, <laughs> it's a fine, but Broad City is like, it's actually a satire and it has actually jokes written in it. So that's why mm-hmm. I, I think it's great. And it's relatable. Yeah. I, and I feel like that people who live, like my friends I ever knew who lived in New York, their, their life was more of like that was like, uh, they weren't just quitting their job and being, tr- I, I mean, I, I didn't have tons of rich friends. They were always like, you know, middle class where like, so if they live in New York, it's like they work in a shitty job and scraping mm-hmm. by to grab a bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> and shove it in their Putting... uh, vaginas so they can get away with the cops. <laughs> that oh is God, a great so episode. Oh, man, she was like, I'm stuffed to the gills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's refreshing because, like, I'm not a guy, I'm not a woman, so I could never write that joke because I wouldn't even know where to start. So it's nice hearing <laughs> a different type of joke. Like, it, it's, and it's yeah, funny, like we've right? had, yeah, we've funny. had enough of these dick jokes. We get it. Dicks are funny. Yeah. Let's talk about how like vaginas are gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is about like it's... comedians. It is true. Like dudes are obsessed with their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I I don't know. Like it's they're pretty funny to me too. Oh, it's hilarious. Um, like, I mean, like I'm not like I don't act like I'm better than dick jokes, but. Um, oh, at the same time, funny. I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I kind of want to hear new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I, I started watching another period. I really like it. I, I don't know. I never bothered to check it out. I've seen like the promos for it. Yeah. I'm, like, mm. I'm kind of, <laughs> sometimes you got to let a whole season go by and then watch it. Cause you're like, why invest? Yeah. In it's going to get canceled. I haven't. Right. Exactly. Like, I'm just going to be disappointed when this gets canceled. Why do I even bother to play with yeah. my emotions or something like that? Um, no, I don't know. Like, I haven't, honestly, like, the only comedy show or, or the only show on Comedy Central that I kind of, like, religiously watch now is Broad City. That's it. Um, they, and that's, like, because the streaming was available. Yeah. And I don't know, like, the other ones, I just, like, I kind of lost that, um, I guess, curiosity or, like, patience and, like, checking out new shows. <laughs> it goes in waves, I think. I know yeah. I think you would, like, yeah. Review is definitely worth checking out. It's you've Okay. Heard, like, uh, John Daly. No, mm-hmm. no, not John Daly. That's someone different. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Andrew Daly? Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. <laughs> He's he's, but he's a great character actor. He's in everything. Yeah. It, it, it's really funny. It's based off a re, uh, Australian TV show, and it's of the same thing, but that's a really unique comedy. That yeah, I, um, I think another show that I heard, um, like I've watched a couple of episodes, but like a lot of people really like it, is Nathan For You. Yeah. That one was me, funny. I didn't get into it. I feel like I got to try again. Sometimes it takes me a couple times. Okay, Andy Daly. That's Andy Daly, name. yes, he's yeah. great, and he's found and down, and he was on the episode of the uh, The Office when he played. He was Ben Franklin on the The Office, and um, I gave up on The Office. Like, I, yeah, well, 
I've only I only watch it until like season three, I guess, and then you're okay. <laughs> I think it was like a good stop good. too. I think those are like good, that was a good season to stop watching the show. Leave it as a good memory. Yeah, like yeah. I love that Parks and Rec ended, and will Parks and Rec will have a special place in my heart for the rest of my life because it's over, it's done, and they're not gonna fuck it up. Like you know, yeah. they ended it so well. Like yes, it didn't go too long, and I I, I re I got really emotional in that last episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, I really especially, did. Yeah, especially um, when they had that, when they saw, when they had that thing like in memory of um, Harris Whittles. Oh my God, he's so, such a new world of podcasting. So he's not like a celebrity by any means. I know but, like, who he was from podcasts, and I like yes, but, like exactly. I talked, I, his last episode of You Made It, We Repeat Holmes is just like now that you go back and listen. To, I, I've actually he died that day. I went on and I listened to that episode a second time, and I was like. I don't oh, know, dang. man. It was really emotional. Like, yeah. I know I don't know him, but I, I really liked him, and he was really... He was, he was like, very likable. He was really funny to me, too. Like, I listened to, um, like, he was on um, Comedy Bang Bang. Like, that's... Um, I think that's how I heard about him. Oh, Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, great. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, he was just so funny and honest with his addiction, and... Uh, he was I of... haven't listened to that episode. Oh, you, you I, I think I listened to his first appearance, like on that on that podcast. Yeah, I think the second time he comes back and he's like, "I'm clean," but like often when people with substance abuse, you relapse, and it's very sad. But uh, but he was one of the dudes in um, Parks and Rec. He was the animal, one of the animal control dudes. Yes, and he's one of my favorites. Like I find that I mean, as much as I love the main characters, the the really like um, Morris. He's one of my favorites, Joe Mandy. Yes, like, yeah, and yeah, he's a writer too, right? Yeah, he's and he's also a stand-up comedian. Like, yeah, I follow him on I, Twitter. Yeah, he's great. I love. Him. He's one of my favorites too. But yeah, like Morris, um, Councilman Jam. He's one of my oh, favorites uh, too. Uh, something, something Glazier, John Glazier. Yeah, he's really funny. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Herb Hapley, Joan Calamuzo. <laughs> Just those, just a, just the uh, minor characters. Like they're my favorite. They're the best. It really was the closest to a live action Simpsons. I know I'm not the only one to ever say that. Where like you got just these little glimpses of these characters, like the John Raffio, <laughs> and and I don't know. It Mona was... Lisa Saperstein. <laughs> I love Jenny Slate. I love Ben Schwartz. She's and, great. Yeah, it's cool because I would watch all these shows and I'm like, hey, I know that guy because I listen to him on Nerdist. Let me type him into iTunes see where else he's been. And, like, it's cool to see who, like, adapts to it. And, it's, and all the people who are, like, making it were just, like, on board with that. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, Obama did WTF, so it's, like, podcast. Still haven't listened to that episode. It's really good. <laughs> it's, Mark did such a great job. I felt like like a proud parent. I'm like, oh, Mark, you did good. I was, like, nervous for him because, like, I mean, it's Obama. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So is uh is comedy like your career goal or and that's a oh, hard thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to yeah, I would I want it to be like a a full-time job for me, I guess. Like I want yeah, I want to pursue a career in stand-up comedy, but I got to finish school first <laughs> before I actually um get into it or get my hands dirty. Oh, so you're just getting um, a leg up then, because all the greats started after college. So you're like, 
you're just you're just like you're just getting some like extra work in ahead of time. Yeah, I yeah I started um, like I went to my first open mic. I think that was like the my third year of going to college. I think I don't know, but <laughs> I can't remember. It's all like a blur to me because I try to like block that because those were like awful sets <laughs> that I had. But um, no, like I thought. Yeah, I saw Moshe Kasher live in Dr. Grins, and that that's when I decided that I need to go to my first open mic and get this over with. Oh, that's such um, a cool story. Yeah, and oh, <laughs> thank you. And, like, and also, like, the way I saw it, like, if I keep putting it away and, like, wait until, like, I graduate college, I, I don't think I'll get into it at all. Like, I'm afraid to, like, just sell out and settle with a uh, like an office job. Yeah. Oh you know, my God. Like... <laughs> Get your degree and take as much time and just throw yourself into it. Yeah. So, That's... but I only have like a year and a half left. And so, you know, just suck it up and then I get to do what I love doing. <laughs> yeah. And you know, the important thing is just like getting your name out there in any way possible. And it's such a different world nowadays where you could do that. Mm-hmm. I guess like I'm doing my networking portion of the, um, of the career, I guess, like, just like you said, like getting my name out there, just getting to know people who are running shows that you can, um, talk to once you like can actually do it more. Are you a part of like the cab or whatever it's called at your college, the student activities boards? No, no, I'm like the least, um, active, I don't know, student, like I've never, I don't know, like, the only thing that I participated in school are school musicals. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and the school newspaper. That's oh, it. That's Otherwise, like, yeah, I've never, like, I didn't get into, like, student council or whatever that is. Yeah. That's a good way, uh, well, if that's your thing, because I used to, like, do that and just so I could bring bands I liked to my college. Oh, nice. That was a really good way uh, to meet, like, bookers and agents and, and, and artists. That's great. If you're not, if you might be, I don't know how your school, what school you go to, but it's all, every, all I went to a very small school where like kind of anyone can just show up to a meeting like, Hey, I want to do this. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd have to put that much effort in, but yeah, but that's, that's so great. And now like the wonderful world of the internet, it's just like, you could, I mean, people you yeah, don't there's... know will listen to you on a podcast that you've been on a few by now. I think I saw on iTunes, which is awesome. Yeah, I, um, well, there's a comedian here in Lansing, um, Pat Sievert. He has his own podcast called Walk It Off with Pat Sievert. Um, but yeah, like I did that. And then I've only done like, uh, yeah, I've only done like a couple, but that's like way more than I thought that I would ever do in my life. Like when, back when I was only listening to podcasts, like I didn't think I'd be able to like, that I would be asked to record an episode for a podcast. <laughs> I never thought I would be on one, neither mind have one. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a cool. It's thing. great. Yeah. yeah have yeah. you ever um Have you ever uh, looked into like going to your first open mic too, or like, or did you like you've already done it? No, I um, think about it all the time, but I honestly um don't think I have whatever it is, and I'm like I've kind of come to terms with it. I'm like I really like it, and I don't think I want to do it. <laughs> I do okay. want to take an improv class. Okay. 
And that's the thing I've been putting off for a long time. I think that's what I kind of want to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was really little. I wanted to be an actor, and then I, I didn't. And but like, I I, cause I like I really loved like music, but I couldn't play an instrument. But I also like there's a p- part of me that like, enjoys being a fan. And, like, yeah. I really like the life I have right now, and like I really like being a fan of the podcast. And this mm-hmm. is probably the most creative outlet I have because I'm just I don't, whatever it is. But yeah, no, I I definitely think about it sometimes. I'm like. Whatever that desire is, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, which I'm, I've come to, I'm more than okay with. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, um, like, yeah, Jonathan Her from uh, Just a Thought, like, he shared us a story about how, like, he's a he's a huge comedy fan, and when Fred Porter was headlining Trippers, which is our home um, club here in Lansing he was given a guest spot and he was able to do five minutes on stage and he was actually able to like cross it off his bucket list, like performing on stage, like doing stand up. So, um, that's great. Yeah. So that's, I don't have that, whatever that is inside. Yeah. (laughs) It's for a certain breed, Uh, but I really like being a fan of it. And I love, uh, one of the coolest, one of the, a really cool experience from this doing the show um, I went to the writers of the Daily Show tour when it came to Providence, and um, Ooh, it was nice. really fun. I think it, it, it does the whole country. It kind of goes in waves based off their schedule, mm-hmm. and uh, it ended up being the comedian I liked the most that night. I really liked this dude. Uh, I thought he was the funniest one. Or his his comedy rather spoke to me because everyone was great. Um, his name's Matt Koff. So I did like totally did that like thing on Twitter. I was like, "Hey man, great show," and he's like, well, "Thanks." And I just did this, like, I was still pretty early into the show. Where I didn't, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I was like, love to have you on sometime. And all of, like a day later, he's like, sure, here's my email. Oh, man. And, like, uh... and then he came on the show and it was like, awesome. So then I, that, that was like, great. The moment. yeah, it was, it was cool. And I was like, and that was the moment I was like, oh, I can just try to use this as an excuse to talk to people I think are funny and interesting. And then it <laughs> kind of has take, gone from there. Yeah, it's, like, it's very, like, it's interesting, like, how much, um, I guess, like, power we're giving, like, these people, and then, like, you, uh, like, you ask them, and then you find out, oh, they're, they end up, they end up, like, like, they turn out being chill. Just Anyways, yeah, they're, like, like, yeah, dude, like, let's record it. Like, I always thought that, oh, I don't think I can ask whoever this person is, like, writer for SNL, I don't think he has the time for, like, I don't think he has the time to, like, record a, an episode with me, but then you end up asking them, they're like, yeah, I'd love to. Like, sure, I'm like, oh, and then you're like, they're also like, everyone's got the same thing, we're all like, yeah, yeah, whatever, we're all, everyone's just like a dude, <laughs> just like, he's like, yeah, I know I have a really great job, I'm, no, I'm just happy to have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he was really, he was really, really nice guy, really funny. Nice. Uh, I've never, cool. like, I haven't heard, um, I haven't, like, heard any of his stuff, and I'd love to check him out. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that about The Daily Show, is everyone who works there is a stand-up or improver, like, every <sighs> single person who worked there. Well, didn't, a... um, Dimitri Martin, like, used to intern for them, as well so. as, uh, Aziz Ansari? Yeah, Aziz did, um, I had, uh, because I've had a few people on who've had, like, ties to The Daily Show in some facet, like, someone who interned there, one of the warm-up guys, and then the same thing, they're like, everyone who works there does comedy. It's like, oh. So I think The Daily Show tour kind of is, like, a bunch of guys who want to be comedians, got jobs Mm -hmm. as writers because you need to make money, and, like, they, you know, 
I don't know if Matt Coff or any of those guys would be able to like play a room that big in Providence, but then you have the the writers of the Daily Show tour on top of it, and you're filling up a room, and it was a great tour. If anyone, yeah. if it ever comes around to anyone, I recommend seeing it. It's just a lot of fun. Huh. It rotates. Like the one I saw, the the um, Jordan Clapper was a surprise guest, one of the correspondents. So that was really fun. Okay. But, yeah, right on. Cool. I'll like I'll yeah I'll check that out if they ever have like something like that in Michigan if they ever decide to stop by here. De- yeah. Like they they have the Road to Oddball Festival I think. Oh. Or like God, Oddball good, Fest or whatever. That's such a good tour. I went to it uh, last year. For mm-hmm. two years, yeah, I, I got it on Groupon of all things, and uh, it was I got to see like Amy Schumer, a fucking Sarah Silverman, <sighs> Louis. Uh, there's a bunch of really uh, Gerard Carmichael was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it was Brody Stevens who I fucking love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, high it, energy, positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was that sh- I'm gonna go again this year because it's uh, Aziz Ansari and Amy Schumer are headlining it. And I'm like, oh. oh, I'm like, fuck, nice. I have to go to this. Like, last year, they had Bill Burr, too, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. but it, like, rotates, usually. I think it's the headliners yeah. are on every single show, and then like, every like, state it depends. rotates. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, for this, um, for Michigan, because I looked at their lineup, and I was really excited to see that Todd Berry is in it. Oh, and yeah. then I looked for the Michigan one. I don't think he's in it. Yeah, I, I think because when I got to it too, who um, David Tell wasn't listed, but he was there, so that was. But I thought someone else was going to be. Yeah, I think that's how it is. I think you only get the two headliners, or the headliner, mm-hmm. and then everything else is kind of like rotates. But it's it's worth the bang for your buck. Like it's a really good time. Okay. Um, it's fun. yeah. I have um one of the, um one of the guys who run Max. Like the um the open mic here in Lansing, I think he's going to be part of that festival festival this year. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. they had like a small stage with some of the local guys. I thought that's really yeah. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. It's pretty great. That's um oh excellent. Well, thank you. Uh, so we hit the hour. So. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for doing this. But uh, where can people find you on online? And um, I'll put an intro in the front too, so your plugs get out there twice. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's at Jackie Marpa. It's uh, J-A-C-Q-U-I-M-A-R-P-A. Um, my Instagram, it's at Marpa Jackie. If you want to look at pictures of my dog. Um, I'm also like on Facebook, Jackie Marpa. Um, that's it. Those are, those are, oh, I think Vine. I have that too. And that one's Jackie Marpa. I think too. Um, I'm really bad at this, but yeah, I think those are like my social media stuff. But thanks for thanks for having me on, and I want to um, give Jonathan Her and Peter a shout out for um, without them like a- without them asking me to be on their podcast, I don't think I'll be able to like I even get to do this show. <laughs> Oh, oh, absolutely. And come yeah. back anytime you have anything to promote or any of like, your Michigan friends listening. You want to come on? I, I, I always just want to have fun. I just want to have cool people on. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'll put in a good word. And yeah, thank you so much. 